the only podcast that lets Zyber take control of an episode. This is Bombers. This is Zyber, bomber number three. With me is no one. Uh, this is actually going to be an unusual episode. Uh, so I'm on vacation as of you listening to this. Or maybe I'm back. I don't know. I might be back. Anyway, uh, we're too busy and I didn't feel like having Dig slash Anthony try to come up with two episodes back-to-back without me, so I have decided to write up a little joke that I like to call the Cheerio joke. But first of all, let's get to the task news real quick. Uh, as normal, you can find our website, thisisbombers.com, where you can find out all about us, including our podcast here, obviously, our Twitch account that we play games on regularly, our YouTube account where you can listen to the podcast and see certain Twitch stream uh, videos, whatever. And also our email account, uh, this is bombers at gmail.com, where you can, you know, email us questions, concerns, fan art, etc. And finally, you can also go to our Discord, link in the description below, where you can enjoy fun conversations with us and all of our fans. And also, also finally, huh? Uh, we got our Patreon, where you can give us money if you enjoy this content. Uh, we have uh, acquaintances, friends, best friends, executive bomb deucer. If depending on the how much money you want to give us, you'll get certain uh, certain boosts, whatever. <laughs> oh, I don't have dig to go off of anymore. Uh, uh, but like, uh, if you give us enough money, you can hear uh, pre and post shows where we record ourselves talking before and after the show to give you an idea of you know, what all it takes to do the show. Shoutouts to our current best friends of the show, Anne and Rob, our friends of the show, Haley, Aaron, and Reaper, and our acquaintances. Thank you for your support. And now I think it's time for you all to enjoy the Cheerio joke. There once was a Cheerio named, let's say Bob, since everyone is Bob. Now Bob lived inside a Cheerio box. I mean, where else would he live? Inside a cereal bowl? <laughs> Not for long. Bob lived all the way at the bottom of the Cheerio box, though, with all the other poor Cheerios that were jobs as servers, grocery store checkout lane workers, fast food managers, coffee shop baristas, janders, lawn care workers, teachers, etc., etc. You know, the kind of jobs you'd expect at the bottom of Cheerio box. Bob the Cheerio lived in a pretty rundown apartment. It was the kind of apartment you'd expect to see at the bottom of a Cheerio box, practically made out of cardboard, with no sound dampening to stop all the neighbors from hearing everything that would happen in the daily and nightly routines of those that lived in it. Bob had grown accustomed to falling asleep to the cries and wails of baby Cheerios refusing the merciful embrace of sleep themselves, just like the rest of the Cheerios in this dilapidated apartment. Every morning, Bob would get up from his cot, take a cold shower, for there was never enough hot water, and eat a bowl of oats for breakfast. What, were you expecting a bowl of Cheerios? That's nasty as savages. He would then go get his regular cup of joe that tasted more like mud than bean juice from the coffee stand. Then he would make his way over to the shoe factory to make his living as a sole gluer. Normally, Bob would get into a groove while gluing soles to shoes, 
the kind of groove that allowed him to work in peace. No worrying, no questioning what on earth shoes were and why they continued to make them. This was the kind of groove that everyone yearns for when they have a lot of time to pass by when doing such mundane tasks. Unfortunately for Bob, this groove did not come today. No, instead of the groove, he instead began to think. Thinking was a scary thought to Bob, as autological as that sounds. The first month of working at his job had almost caused him to go insane from thinking too hard on what the point of his job was. And of course, when you question the point of your job, that can easily escalate to what the point of your being is. So today was the day that Bob unintentionally questioned what he was doing with his life as he slapped one rubber piece onto another to form a container that some mythical foot was supposed to be put in. Bob thought about his apartment he would be returning to as he clocked out of his shift. He thought about the measly money he was earning from his fruitless job as he stood in a long line in front of a taco stand for dinner. He thought about how he was never able to find a girlfriend or even regular friends to share hobbies that he never actually started as he stood in the much longer line for a cup of black coffee. And as he got under the thin piece of fabric on his cot, he realized something. This was the first time in a long time that a metaphorical light bulb had appeared over the stereocircular form. But he did realize that something had to change. The next day, the worker at the coffee stand did not see Bob. The foreman at the shoe factory also did not see Bob. No one questioned this, though, as no one got paid enough to care. Where was Bob, though? Well, the people who were paid to look out for people like Bob also did not see Bob as he stealthily made his way through the border crossing of the bottom of the Cheerio box in its middle section. Miraculously, Bob did what all those in the bottom of the box dreamed of doing, making it to middle class. But now that Bob was in the middle of the box, what would he do? As the sun rose up, Bob found himself awakened in his comfy bed next to his wife. He enjoyed his nice hot shower and then put on a nice hat before making his way down to the kitchen for some breakfast. His wife was already serving plates of bacon, eggs, and toast to his two kids and had another plate ready at his seat at the table. He kissed his wife, you know, like how an any regular Cheerio would, and dug into the food. On the way to work, he stopped by Starbucks and drank the same delicious coffee, burnt to the same degree every time, as Starbucks decrees it should be. Everyone greeted him at the office, and he greeted them back in kind while making his way to his cubicle. He then proceeded to spend eight hours, with an hour lunch break in the middle, naturally, staring at his screen, occasionally moving his mouse, and even less occasionally typing on his keyboard. Once the clock hit 5pm, he was done for the day and ready to spend quality time with his family. That night, his family decided to hit up the local mall and peruse the stores that had not yet closed down due to the shift in online shopping becoming the only way to find products. Eventually, they got hungry enough to meander down to the food court where they saw stands for sandwiches, pizza, and hot dogs. The sandwich stand had a long line that went all the way out of the mall to who knows where. The pizza stand had a line just as exaggeratingly long. The hot dog stand had no line, so they went there, even though they all understood brats were superior in every way imaginable. You just can't go wrong with getting food quickly, though. They then took a look at the available beverages. The soda line was rather too long, once again heading all the way outside the mall. The milkshake line was... eh, so-so, only making its way to the edge of the food court. But what kind of sane person uses a milkshake as a replacement of a beverage? Instead, they all went to the stand selling flavored waters. Black raspberry was Bob's favorite. As Bob lay in bed with his wife that night, he started doing that thing that he still could only dread, thinking. 
Normally, Bob would turn on a fan in their bedroom as some white noise to lull himself into a sleep. It turned out that one gets used to there being noise in the background, even as the screaming and wailing of babies and adults alike through paper-thin walls. Now that Bob was all alone to himself, surrounded by decently insulated walls with only a fast-asleep lady cheerio next to him, he could only ponder why he forgot to turn the fan on, then pondered why he wouldn't just get up and turn the fan on. And finally, he pondered what he was doing with his life. Was it really as fulfilling and satisfying as he dreamed it would one day be, back at that miserable cot in the miserable hovel of a miserable apartment? Sure, it was definitely a lot better than back then, and he even found someone to love and have kids with, but Bob questioned if there was more out there for him and his family. Perhaps his kids could go to a better school that will guarantee them great jobs in their future. The more Bob thought of this, the more disgruntled he became. Once again, a metaphorical light bulb shined its light over the Cheerio's head. Bob smirked the only way Cheerio could smirk, as he thought but a new plan to gain an extra step up on his life. A few days later, the sun had risen over the Cheerio box, but there was no Bob in bed. There was no wife or kids down in the kitchen enjoying a delicious and balanced breakfast. There also was no Bob in line for the burnt Starbucks coffee. Everyone in his office was surprised when he didn't arrive at his normal time. Bob and his family were also not found, sneaking their way through the border crossing between the middle and top of the Cheerio box. That isn't to say that they didn't sneak through the border crossing. No, on the contrary, that's exactly what they did. They just weren't caught. They wouldn't have been very sneaky if they had been caught, after all, and no one wants to hear about Bob's life in prison. Or would you? Let me know in the replies if you would be interested in that for some odd reason. Now that Bob and his family were at the top of the Cheerio box, they were ready to live the good life. Bob found a job for himself by founding a tech startup on robotic implants for Cheerios to use as multiple limbs, finally giving a reason for shoes to exist. He then sold the startup for a modest amount and lived peacefully with his wife and kids in a mansion next to a lake. Their many maids allowed Bob's wife to have more free time to finally finish her murder mystery novel that left great inspiration for young women everywhere. Their kids were able to enroll in private schools and never had to worry about not having enough lunch money ever again. Bob enjoyed making his own cold brew coffee after his morning jog and was happy to be done drinking mud and burnt roast. Bob knew that he had made the right decision in working his way up in the box. He also had made many friends that got him into golf, poker, and the critically acclaimed MMORPG Fall Fantasy XIV. One day at the country club with his new buddies, they were done with the back nine and ready for some delicious cuisine. In the club, they saw buffet tables for lobster, caviar, and steak. The lobster line was completely enormous, with the Cheerios in it going all the way outside the Cheerio box. The caviar line was just as long, where Bob questioned why the club even had so many members that could warrant such a ridiculous length. The steak line was empty, though, so Bob and his buddies partook in some delicious filet mignon. Of course, they also needed a beverage to cool their throats with. The options they saw were champagne, cider, and punch. The champagne line was extremely hard to track as it zigged and zagged and wound its way around the room. Bob gave up in attempting to have any of that. The cider line was also lengthy, though unique in that it zagged and zigged throughout the room. Bob knew he wouldn't be getting any cider that day either. He then looked at the punch, and there was no punchline. 